0: hey hi hello friends welcome to episode 13 of breaking bell the podcast where i share crazy personal stories and cover tmi lifestyle topics towards the end of this episode i will be making a big announcement or rather some news so please stay tuned for that otherwise cue the intro it's breaking bell leave a message To be a millennial in the age of social media, some argue it's the best place for those with short attention spans and quirky sense of humors, with memes, gifs, vines, and tiktoks, while others argue it's the worst place because it also breeds cyberbullying, hate, discrimination, stereotypes, internet trolls, and being the most prominent source for information, good or bad, to spread like wildfire. I personally feel like I was not built to thrive in the age of social media. You already know from countless episodes how much I hate dating apps and how badly I wanted to quit Instagram a couple months ago. And honestly, I've been limiting my social media activity and not interacting as much lately because a part of me just doesn't really care for it anymore. And I know that might sound bad, but it's just sometimes It's all too much and something about social media and what we are constantly exposed to every time we open the app just becomes so repetitive and draining. I'm sure if you follow influencers, just looking at their comment section, you see a lot of similar types of comments hyping up the post and the influencer. And this is actually such a key element in engagement, but sometimes I feel like it just comes off not genuine. Comments are just being posted for the sake of engagement. And I will admit that I'm guilty of being completely on autopilot and just liking and commenting on pictures without even like acknowledging like the caption or like going through the picture or even like observing it. And when I finally realized that I was on autopilot, I knew that i needed to start stepping back and take a break from the app i definitely can't condense all my thoughts into one episode so today we're going to discuss a few subtopics mainly first my thoughts on social media and its effects on mental health and two judgment and assumptions based on limited facts which essentially is like the premise of this whole episode So let's dive right in. Social media is a medium that has created an outlet for a lot of horrible things. Bullying being a huge one, or cyberbullying. Creating notions of false realities and lifestyles. Judging a person's entire life and character based on a couple of pictures. Fake news, unrealistic expectations, insecurities, haters you and I are not strangers to these topics we are all fully aware that these things exist online some are better at blocking it out than others while some are not and witnessing people in my community getting targeted for their content makes me so angry because why like who has the time to be so consumed in someone else's life like, stop concerning yourself with how someone else lives their own life when you should be self-reflecting on why you are such a hater and see where that stems from. And when experiencing it myself it just has me laughing hysterically because I honestly want to know why someone is so concerned with my life that you have to act on it as if I would care about what you would say. Like, <laughs> don't waste your breath, sweetie. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your energy. (sighs) When a person is unable to just block, unfollow, mute, it just goes to show the lack of self-control you have on handling situations when you're clearly affected by something or someone. And if I'm being completely honest and candid here, there are people on social media who I have muted because their content is just not for me, but I'm still going to follow and occasionally support your content so that there's no unnecessary drama or beef that like I'm gonna unfollow you or whatever. And this situation I feel like is only reserved for people that I still kind of care for because you know, like I don't give a shit if I straight up unfollow, blog, or delete someone. for anyone that does this remember that you don't owe that person you don't owe anyone an explanation I've done this like I've been on unfollow sprees and all that stuff just to like clear out my social media on like every single platform and there was only one time that a girl messaged me and asked why I unfollowed her and I just found it kind of funny because I was like I've never experienced this before And so I simply just told her that at the time I was focusing on following people that I was close with or who were in the same like community as I was and everyone from my personal life, like I'd follow on my personal account. If people have hard feelings about, you know, other people unfollowing them, then well, that's on them. And I will admit also that I do have an app that tracks when people unfollow me and that's because I've experienced so many social media trolls who spam follow a bunch of people and then unfollow them a week later as a strategy to boost their following and to be honest I hate people that do that because if you don't genuinely like someone's content and you're not actually there to support them then don't be fake and pull something like that it says so much more about that person who leaves such a like disingenuous digital footprint and I know like a lot of people have experienced this and it's just not not a good look (laughs) I truly think that how we judge is a reflection of our own self-worth. I read an article where it stated, people who tend to judge in a positive manner tend to have a better self-image. They are stable, courteous, happy, kind-hearted, and capable. Their positive feelings reflect on the other people and thus lead to judge them in a better light. How you see other people shows how satisfied you are with your own life. Those who judge others in a negative way tend to have higher levels of antisocial behavior. Research suggests that finding a way to make these people see in a more positive way could help treat them. This was all stated by Dustin Wood, who was an assistant professor of psychology at Wake Forest and lead author of the study which is found in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. So to jump into my thoughts on social media and how it now affects mental health... It's, in my opinion, incredibly toxic for mental health every day as you scroll through social media. You are subconsciously attacked with media that impacts so much of your life without you even realizing it. The ads, images, lifestyles, everything that we see, a part of us acknowledges that it isn't real, but for some reason we believe that it is. So to put this into more visual context for understanding. You follow a lifestyle influencer, and because their content seems so genuine and raw, you have reason to believe that it is in fact a true representation of their life as a whole. Though your subconscious doesn't recognize or immediately acknowledge that what you're seeing may only be 20% of that person's reality. That 20% curated online personality may lead you to believe that that person is embodying all this greatness with some similar shared flaws which is what makes them relatable and for the audience you believe it because of that element of vulnerability the creator shares with you people end up forming what they believe is the full picture of a person based on such limited detail and information and it's honestly got me shook because it's so ignorant and closed-minded to make such a well-informed decision on who a person is based on that curated 20 percent another like loose example of this is watching a tv show and attributing the actor's character to be the same as who they are in real life again i know this is like more of a dramatic example but um i mentioned this with a friend the other day so if you have watched 13 reasons why you probably remember the character bryce So he was not liked at all by the audience and a lot of people were actually triggered in real life by this character and for the right reasons because of what he did. So trigger warning and spoiler alert, he was a rapist and how his character was portrayed in the show was very realistic to what some individuals have actually experienced in real life. Though the actor behind the character got a lot of hate because the audience was unable to disassociate fiction from reality. And again, I feel like this is more of an intense example, but it really does highlight the overall point that I'm getting at. We can also associate a similar example to believing in the first thing that you hear online. So again, rumors spread like wildfire online. Just like the other week, people were accusing Lauren London of being pregnant with another man's child so quickly after her late husband, Nipsey Hussle's death. Or if anyone has watched the Cecil Hotel documentary on Netflix and accused the artist Morbid of killing Elisa Lam, he was haunted for seven years and it changed his life and he'll never be able to live the same way again because of people's assumptions. People are so quick to believe something until the accused feels obligated to make a statement to shut rumors down, and it sucks that society has built itself that way. People have to understand that what you see online or in media isn't 100% reality, and you shouldn't be so quick to make a judgment or assumption without all of the facts. Like, how can you feel so strongly about something or someone if you don't even have the full picture? And that stems from ignorance you choose to not look deeper into the facts because you want to be confident in your choice you've already made up your mind about something or someone and you refuse to be open-minded out of i don't know stubbornness lack of understanding lack of empathy pride lack of respect just being overly critical and personally i try to not let any of this stuff get to me because I don't and shouldn't care for people who only know me through my social media and you're obviously going to take that for what it is like my post and believe what you want so I don't care nor have the time to convince people of who I am because everyone who knows me in real life know that my social media only portrays again 20% of who I really am in real life. Everything that I post online is curated to target my audience. So no, I don't always look like that. No, I don't always act like that. If my captions seem a little suggestive, it's to start a conversation, it's to show a part of my personality. Like, (sighs) I would say like to capture the most like raw, like self image of myself if you were to look in as an outsider my vlogs would be a good place to start but obviously not a lot of people care for that because vlogs I feel because they're so personal a lot of people gravitate more towards like static Instagram posts where it looks perfect it looks like so curated and it looks so aesthetically pleasing anyways um This just kind of leads me into the subtopic of assuming who a person is based on their social media posts and it's no surprise to me at all what people think of me judging from the type of content i post people love to project their hate over their own insecurities towards someone who's confident with just doing their own thing and i think this is the main reason why social media is the devil it's a tool people use to project their negative traits You can hide behind a computer screen and, again, curate who you are and who you want to be. You can judge, hate, scam, do anything online without the other person seeing you. You can delete your comments, you can make fake accounts. you can get away with so much online that it's such a toxic place for people to truly be themselves 100%. And then that brings me into a highly debated topic. If you're so happy and confident with your life, then why do you have to share it online? Oh, I don't know, because people want to radiate their positive energy. There's so much toxicity out there that people were actually arguing with me that everything someone posts is for a reason, and that reason is getting attention or validation. Do you think your family is sharing your dog photos to do get validation? Am I sharing a photo of my cup of tea for attention? Not everything has to have a reason. You can post to inspire, empower, or encourage others. Part of that to people can still seem like you're showing off parts of your life, but again, that's one person's perception, and obviously, we can't control that. Sometimes, people post things because they just feel like it, or it's an avenue for them to get something out there. I frequently post on a blog which I use as an outlet to get my feelings or thoughts off my chest. Does anyone read it? No. Do I have an audience? No. I post it because it's therapeutic for me to get something out there. I'm not getting anything out of it or any audience out of it, it's just for me. So how is that considered attention seeking or for validation? Does my purpose for doing this immediately mean that I have a subconscious intent? No. This is like having a Twitter account with no followers, you're using that as a platform to post and record your thoughts and feelings, but it's not for an audience, it's for you. And I know these examples don't have direct parallels, but it's the concept behind it. Another very recent example, which I saw quite in alignment with, is from the Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel Netflix documentary, where Elisa Lam made frequent posts on her Tumblr page about her life and what she was going through at the time. Now. If you know that story and you know the app, she doesn't have many friends. The people on Tumblr can like or share her posts, but during the actual time back in 2013 when she was making those posts, she didn't have an audience, therefore garnering zero notes. She was using Tumblr as her outlet or her medium to express her inner thoughts and feelings, but it wasn't for anyone but herself. Again, people will believe whatever they want, and if not enough details are presented, they'll just go in and make their own assumptions. These people don't care about what you really feel or what your true intentions are. They just want to validate their own insecurities and try to bring you down with them. It is what it is i don't care if someone unfollows me if my content triggers you in any way then by all means do what you gotta do though low-key i will say if you're a close friend of mine and we had no beef and you wanna follow me i will be curious as to why like i'll respect your decision but i'll still be curious only because i don't want someone to cancel a friendship over any sort of misunderstanding And if there's something i said or did and you took it for what it was and blocked me without talking to me then i don't know i would probably want to know why which reminds me of an incident that i remember that happened to me um quite a few years ago because in all honesty it was the most petty and ridiculous thing i have ever experienced and no shade to the person but i think it's important to recognize how intense and inaccurate you can be about a situation so There was this girl in my university who i was loosely friends with and she had some beef with this other girl it was like drama about a guy so i don't know it sucks that that's like a common reason why beef occurs between two female friends um but anyway, so this one girl who was dating the guy who had beef with the other girl honestly don't even remember the reason why there was beef because it was most likely very immature Um, But the girl with a boyfriend unfollowed or blocked me on Instagram. And you want to guess the reason why this girl decided to unfollow and block me? I'll give you a minute. (laughs) Are you ready? It's because I liked one of the girl's recent pictures. (laughs) She unfollowed me because of a like you see how stupid social media is and here's the thing like that girl's post and caption had absolutely nothing to do with the situation and me liking that post was such an innocent act that i literally got blocked for that and here's the thing about me like i mentioned before majority of the time i scroll through social media on autopilot sorry if that sounds bad but most of the time like i Again, don't read people's captions or examine the posts unless you're a close friend or I actually enjoy your content. Otherwise, I scroll through at lightning speed and I like everything on my timeline that, you know, catches my attention in the first like five seconds. So... I confronted the girl, obviously, because I was shocked that she would make further assumptions about who I am and that I was taking this girl's side when I literally had no idea what was going on at the time and that they were even beefing. I later found out what the reason was, pieced the situation together, and straight up asked her if she unfollowed me because I liked her picture when I didn't even know what the fuck was going on. Like, she apologized to me because she... (laughs) assumed that I knew what was going on and that I was taking that girl's side like again stop making assumptions about things or people when you don't even have the full fucking picture like you think you know everything about a person or a situation when you clearly don't there is nobody on this earth who knows who I am 100% not even my family. The one person who probably has the most clarity on who I am is my childhood best friend, and even then, she doesn't even know every like single little detail about me. <laughs> Obviously, and I'll admit, there are people I followed that I don't necessarily vibe or like their content. Maybe they post too many gym stories or too many like promo ads or politically incorrect posts. Like I've unfollowed people, I've muted and did whatever I felt like doing to get that out of my space as it plagues my vibes and we don't need negative energy in our auras. So when you choose to confront someone for their content that you don't like, that's on you. And that's up to you but why does something bother a person so much that it compels them to excessively shit on another person like there's a way to confront someone and there's also a time and place for it sometimes just unfollowing is a better solution than ruining a whole friendship a connection or whatever with a person and giving yourself a bad name or rep like is it really worth it and again just to note, I'm speaking on content that, like doesn't harm or hate on anyone or anything so like no hate speech racism violence like obviously all those things justify conversation and confrontation but if it's someone just posting a selfie and someone's just hating on this person like oh like your eyebrows are so close together or your um eyes like you have like a lazy eye like why why do you have to like point out those things and say it like it's so rude anyways reality is so socially constructed social interactions social media socialization all of that plays into constructing your ideals and thoughts of a quote-unquote reality or your perceptions of reality and going back to a huge topic that i brought up earlier which is essentially the overarching premise of this episode is how quick people are at judging and making assumptions about a person based on limited information And I'm fully aware that this can be done subconsciously but then to voice your opinions about something or someone that becomes a choice that you make and yeah so people who judge I feel like do it from a lack of understanding and a lack of willingness to be open to understanding I'm an incredibly open person. I can appreciate when people open me up to see new ideas or thoughts or perspectives because I know mine aren't superior. And as long as you're not harming anyone or anything, then do you, boo-boo. Like, whatever. If you want to post a thirst trap, post a thirst trap. People were under the impression that I was against it after a poll I posted um, a week or two ago. And they also thought that I brought up this poll about thirst traps because i was personally affected over some content that i recently posted which wasn't the case and again had everyone assuming before the facts were even laid out so basically i posted a silhouette challenge and right after that i posted a poll where i was asking my audience If I'm posting something and my intent is not to get any validation or attention or to thirst trap any mans, like, is that still considered a thirst trap? And a lot of people voted yes, so I confronted those people and asked them just for their explanation why, and a lot of people had different perspectives um, and different comments to say, so... I felt like me just asking that poll without a lot of context, I had to go in and provide context, and then people decided to switch their answer from yes to no, but other people didn't. So, with all that situation, what bothered me the most is just people being judgmental about a person's content like if your intent wasn't to thirst trap but to spread body positivity for example and all you're getting in the comments is people saying that you're attention seeking and sexualizing yourself for the quote-unquote wrong audience you know what that message really sends to the victim that You're essentially calling them an attention seeker who lacks self-esteem and that has the victim seeing you as projecting your insecurities because you're feeling some sort of ways by someone else's confidence and i'm sure not everyone feels that way and there are probably a lot of people who would argue against that which i am open to hearing out and taking into um, consideration you know everyone is entitled to their own opinions and i can support those who are open-minded but if you're stuck on only your perspective then well you got a lot of ways to go in self-growth because unfortunately in the real world the world does not revolve around you in your own world sure do as you please but as soon as you begin to interact with others you're not superior Your opinion is not the only opinion, and until people can learn and accept this, people are going to continue to shit disturb to feed their own insecurities. There was this quote that I found that I really enjoyed. It's by Jillian Anderson, and she said, Let's stop being so damn judgmental and crucifying everyone who doesn't fit into our boxed-in perceptions of what is right. Love that quote, and it's so true. Your perceptions are shaped by social constructs. Don't be a Karen and get yourself into shit that only does more harm to you. If someone's content bothers you, work on your self-control and mute, block, delete that person. It's really not a difficult thing to do. If you decide to choose violence and pick a fight with someone to project your negative energies and insecurities onto someone, I hope you know that even if you do succeed, you're tarnishing connections with people in your community, doing more harm to yourself and justifying your lack of understanding and narrow mindedness. So with all that being said, I could go further into other subtopics, but it's like watering a dead plant. If people choose to not be open to understanding and move that judgmental aspect of their brain, and just overall being then there's not much more to say or do and i know the timing of this episode may seem like everything i mentioned was the source for me stepping away from social media but it's honestly just the whole like bit of being on autopilot and not being as passionate as i once was for posting genuine content this episode just had incredible parallels for a swifty temporary exit until further notice and I want to be excited about my content moving forward, I want to have more guests on the podcast to be more conversational and have debates so the content is more engaging for you, therefore this is the big news. I will be stepping away from social media until further notice, though any content that needs to be shared for partnership purposes will be done so accordingly. Thank you for everyone's support and kind words along the way. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I will hopefully see you at the next audio party.